Welcome to High Vibes and Grateful Heart, a podcast for women on the rise. When we come back, I'll be in the studio with Virginia Labazi, a transformational coach who will be talking to us about how she helps women reclaim their power. Good morning, everyone. I'm so excited to be in the studio with my friend, Virginia Labazi. Good morning. Good morning, Jen. It's such a pleasure to be here. It's so nice to have you. Virginia, tell us about your heart-centered work. What is your why? That's an excellent question, Jen, and thank you for asking. I believe that every one of us has the power to change because we have the power to choose. So the work I do is around reminding people of what matters most to them and then helping them find their own path back to that most important place for them. And that is um, really so much about what we do as a community, um, as, as individuals and as a collective, is really guiding people through their journey. I have always said to people, I don't know the answers for you. Right. You know the answers for you. What I am here to do is to help you find that path again and make sure that you keep your feet on it because when we first find the path, it can be a little challenging to stay on. Right. And as a coach, I simply offer people the opportunity to take that walk to reconnect with themselves, with their true selves. And how did you originally discover this soul passion? Did you have to go through any sort of transition from another type of work to this heart-centered work? What was that journey like for you? Boy, oh boy. (laughs) Uh, Well, I have recognized in the past few years that I have always been coachy, in some form or another. I was always the person that the friends came to to ask advice or get a different perspective. I just didn't know that it was a thing. (laughs) And I started my professional career as an occupational therapist, which is a way to help people recover themselves after an accident or an injury or an illness. So I feel as though it wasn't necessarily a big transition. It was more about stepping further into that holistic approach that I had always been cultivating within myself. The mindset part, yeah, right? Not just the physical. Yes, exactly. Just is what we talk about, the the whole connection, the mind, body and soul. So, what did so you started as a in occupational therapy mm-hmm. and then uh, how did you make this transition and discover and wake up one day and be like, "Wow, I'm going to actually do this. I'm going to coach women like on to help them find themselves." rediscover themselves, I should say. It's a little bit of a circuitous route. As it is for most of us. Yes. (laughs) Um, So I was an occupational therapist, and my husband and I decided it was time to start a family. So occupational therapy took more of a backseat as we had two sons, and as I raised them and guided them. And as they grew... Uh, we decided that homeschool would be a good option for our family. So I stepped away from occupational therapy and became a full-time homeschool mom. Wow, that's (laughs) impressive. I want to hear about that. (laughs) (laughs) And 
I suffered when my when our younger son was five. I suffered the biggest loss of my life so far when I lost my mother, mm. and that that was the catalyst that created the transition for me, like with so many people. Absolutely. It takes sometimes a knock in the head, a traumatic event like that to have us step back and go internal and reevaluate mm-hmm. who we are and where we want to be directing mm-hmm. our energy. That's exactly what happened. Absolutely. And I recognized that the energy I had been using <laughs> to be angry and resentful and to point the finger outward at everybody else right. was really something that I had to direct back to myself. And I had to learn how to forgive myself. That's where it all started. That's big, right? Enormous. And it's not really something we are taught. Um, That self-love, that self-compassion, we were just talking about that um, in another uh, podcast earlier this week. It's like, seems like such a simple concept. We're so good at sending our love out and nurturing other people, but we get lost in the process sometimes. And we forget how important it is to start with ourselves first. Indeed. Right? Indeed. So that's an important thing to teach people or to remind people again. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's talk about that. Who do you like to work with? Who's your ideal client and why? My ideal client is a woman who has done some of her own inner soul-seeking work and still feels like the answer must be somewhere else and that she just hasn't found the right whatever, the right book, the right tool, the right person, the right program. And what I... If there is such a thing. Well, that's the thing. (laughs) What I love to remind my clients of is that there is no answer outside of ourselves. Right. We know ourselves better than anybody else on the planet. And we know what is best for us and what matters most to us. Any other program can give us, or any other book or whoever it is, can give us bits and pieces of that. Mm -hmm. But it's ultimately up to us to connect the dots for ourselves. Right. We have the answers within us. We just need to listen. Right. And we've been so conditioned to believe that we can't possibly know this. It must be somewhere else. And we just are too broken or clouded or whatever it is to have found it yet. Right. And I I happen to know that you use some different tools mm-hmm. in, in the work that you do. Could you want to talk a little bit with our audience about your Oracle card readings? Because I think they're fascinating. I would and absolutely fun. love to. <laughs> uh, Oracle card readings are, I find to be so enjoyable because they're different every time. Uh, And I have said to people, they're not hocus pocus. There's nothing magic about the cards. They're not made of like ground unicorn horn or anything mystical. What is magical about them is the messages that each of us sees in them, in the artwork and in the messages that go with the cards. Mm. So when I do a reading for someone, I don't focus on you know, here's your whole story, and this is what your future is going to bring you. I'm not a fortune teller. Right. I'm not a mind reader. What I do is use the cards as part narrative and part map. It's an opportunity to see where somebody has really been and to help them decide where it is they want to go next. Right. 
I happen to have an experience uh, pulling cards with Virginia. And interestingly enough, I do sometimes get the same card over and over again. The universe is knocking me over the head to listen, right? Same. I got one <laughs> card six weeks in a row and was oh, like, yeah. okay, okay, I think I get I'm it. finally re- ready to hear this. <laughs> I get it. Well, I love that. And I and I, it's so much fun um, to be to have a session with you, I know from personal experience. And we should let the audience know that you are at the We Breathe Wellness Center on Thursday nights from 5 to 9 p.m. offering this service and um, that they should look you up and book a book a reading with you. I would love that. I have 90-minute readings, and I also have a shorter 45-minute session. Good. And they're very, they're just, they're, fan, they're fascinating and fun. So tell us about um, what accomplishment in your life you are most proud of. I am most proud of raising our two sons to be thoughtful and caring men who are not afraid of their emotions. Wow. That's beautiful. Thank you. It's a work in progress. It is. And it it, uh, has taken some consideration and some self-work and just continuing to show them that there are so many different ways to get to the same point wherever they're trying to go. Right. And everyone's journey is is unique. Yeah. In its own way. Yeah. That's beautiful. And what has it taught you? Um, just, just, I mean, I can't imagine homeschooling. That's, that in itself is a big endeavor. What, what was that experience like? Uh, well, <laughs> we're honest on this show. Vulnerability is a good thing. <laughs> Here is the vulnerable and honest truth. Yeah. There were a lot of days when I heard the school bus drive by the house and thought, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> I bet. I bet. Uh, our boys are eight years apart. And one of the things I firmly believe is that they would not be as close as they are. Had you not done that. If we had gone the traditional conventional school route. Uh, what else it taught me, and it's this is a lesson I've had to learn again and again, is that I don't have to do it in a way that is someone else's. I have to do it in a way that's true to me. Absolutely. Because when I was trying to teach the boys whatever it was, it was more challenging for me to explain it if I was trying to fit it into somebody else's format or somebody else's perspective. And we ended up doing a lot of experiential activities. We ended up doing a lot of just physical activity to help them be able to focus and understand what we were trying to accomplish. What a gift that you gave your children. I mean, really. I'd like to think so. And thank you for saying that. Absolutely. Our older son for a number of years thanked me for homeschooling him, which I always appreciated. Yeah. I mean, you talk about preparing them for life and real life in, in the way the way the world works and how to interact with it. I think it's beautiful. Thank you. That's a big accomplishment. Uh, One of the things we like to talk about on the show is, you know, we have an audience of listeners who are at different and various places in their lives and on their journey. But I think there's probably some women who are maybe feeling a little stuck or fearful of listening to and answering those cravings of the heart of the fact that maybe they are longing for something else, a different kind of work, a different kind of situation. Um, and I like to remind them that, that while none of this is easy, it's it's 
it's all doable and that we're going to run into bumps and bruises along the way and and that there will be challenges that we face but we we can't live in the fear of not moving forward because then we do stay stuck. Mm-hmm. So I love to ask my guests about challenges, like maybe a challenge that you faced in either life or in business where you could have just given up, but you didn't. What did that look like for you? If you can think of a time. There's usually many more than one. <laughs> <laughs> there are many more than one. And one of the answers is at least once or twice a week, I think to myself, what am I doing? <laughs> Why am I choosing this route that feels so challenging when I could just go be an employee? Work a nine to five. (laughs) Right. Um, what What I can share is that learning forgiveness, learning self compassion, learning that self care is essential to my own well being and my own well being impacts everyone around me has helped me recognize the importance of emotional self-regulation. I have had to grow out of kind of black and white, all or nothing thinking and perspective of the world. Sure. Which takes time and takes focus in order to expand my capacity for handling challenges. And that doesn't mean that I conquer everything hands on hips and full on Wonder Woman Doing pose. the power pose. <laughs> right. It means that I still feel resistance. I still feel fright. I still feel overwhelm. Right. And I recognize those as an opportunity to pause and say, okay, what are my options here? Right. Because there's always, always an option. There's always a choice. Sure. Even if the choice is to stand right here and catch my breath. Absolutely. Before I see what's the next step for me. That's living mindfully, right? Yes. Being present and, and really staying centered. And it is a daily, constant practice. It's a practice. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Well, that's wonderful. And so you mentioned self-care, and this is something we promote as a community and, at the center and as the SheBreeze community. How do you practice self-care? How do you maintain that balance for yourself? I One of the shifts in my thinking from black and white to more nuance mm-hmm. is that as I mentioned earlier, my self-care doesn't have to look like what anybody else's self-care exactly. looks like. And so many of us have been taught that it's a day at the spa or getting a manicure or having a facial or going out to lunch. All of those are beautiful experiences. Self-care can be as simple as I'm going to take five extra minutes right now before everyone else is up and moving. Or after everyone else has gone to bed, I'm going to take five minutes right now and decide what's most important to me today or decide what my what my number one success was today. Absolutely. Reflection. Mm-hmm. It's so important. That stillness. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be 40 minutes on a meditation cushion staring into your belly button under the light of the full moon. It can literally <laughs> Although that be, sounds fun. It sounds beautiful. <laughs> it can literally be in sure. these next five minutes, I'm going to think about the three ways that I want to move through the world today, or I'm going to think about 
what were my top three wins? Yeah. The ta-da list, I like to call that. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> ta-da! <laughs> Instead of focusing on all the things I didn't get to, I'm focusing right. and celebrating on the things I did. That's, that's so important. Yeah, very much so. That's beautiful. Um, and I love that your self-care strategy doesn't look like everyone else's. That's important for people to hear. Mm -hmm. It's such an individual um, thing that, yeah. that we need to figure out what it, what feeds us, what nourishes us, what gives us that space to, to get centered again. And it has to be ours because otherwise it's somebody else's. Right. <laughs> and that's not self-care. That's what will this person think of what exactly. I do. Exactly. It's other care. It's so true. So I love to ask people about role models because I feel as women and as a community where we, we really are being conscious and mindful about um, – Demonstrating behaviors that that provide positive, um, you know, examples for our young people. So did you have any role models growing up and, and what impact did they have on you in your life? I was fortunate enough as a girl to be surrounded by strong women who woke up every day and got shit done. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. And... As I grew and understood what it was like to be a strong and independent girl and then a strong and independent young woman, there was a part of me that always wondered about the softer side. Yeah. Uh, and I was fortunate enough. That divine feminine that we sometimes squish because we it doesn't feel comfortable to us. Exactly, because it's not familiar. Right. Because that strong, independent style of being a woman that masculine energy is also driven by the masculine right exactly so i was fortunate enough as i went through high school and college to meet some friends mothers and older sisters and friends themselves who had that softer side nice so i really felt as though i had a good mix of both that balance we need both right absolutely we all every human has both divine feminine and masculine energy it's so funny because people don't realize that and we all need that balance to be whole and and feel that harmony yeah right the divine masculine provides the structure yeah like a water trough absolutely and the, it's the, the doing energy versus the being energy yes. yeah. and the divine feminine is the flow exactly yeah yeah I always talk about moving from go to flow because I feel like we are so programmed to go 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 but when we can just you know to use your example, sit in things for a bit and mm -hmm. realize what, you know, where we want that energy to go. It just right. starts to be so much more ease and, and flow in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Because it feels more in alignment. And when we even realize that we have a choice where we direct our energy. Absolutely. To me, that's always been the key. Oh, I do have a choice. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So speaking of role models... What advice would you give to yourself, um, if you could, go back in a time machine to your 12 or 13-year-old self, which is such a tough year, um, I mean, time of life for, for young people. What, what would you say to you to help Boy. make things a little easier? <laughs> if we could only do that. I would say to my 12-year-old self, it's not always important to be right. It's more important to be kind. And I would say to my 12-year-old self, play as much as you can and create 
experiences now that will give you memories later on. I love that. I love that. There's so much wisdom in in life experiences. And and while our kids have to learn things on their own and go through their own experiences, you just want to like teach them all the things (laughs) (laughs) that, you know, to, to, but you do, you have to kind of find your way. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. If you had a theme song, this is one of my favorite questions. What would it be? A theme song. If I had a theme song today, if I had a theme song, it would be This Girl is on Fire. Oh, I love it. Alicia and Keys. with those beautiful shoes, I know the audience can't see these shoes, but Virginia <laughs> has the most gorgeous shoes on. And I can I can see you singing that song with those shoes. <laughs> I love it. That's Oh, Alicia Keys is awesome. That's a beautiful song. It is. And I think it represents you very well. Thank you. So it's a good choice. So um, our audience is made up of women who are probably in some form of transition in their life. So maybe they're making, again, making, looking to, you know, follow a craving um, that's rising up in them or looking to just transform or change things for themselves so that they can feel more in alignment. So I love to ask, what advice would you have having gone through these experiences and pursuing your heart centered passions and in making that your work what advice might you give to somebody who's feeling a little stuck or fearful of of making that leap hmm the first thing i would say is there's always a choice the second thing i would say is you don't have to climb mount everest in one giant leap <laughs> small steps right even one toe in the water even a 5% or a one-inch move forward is still a move forward. Right. And that is often what feels better to our nervous systems than trying to leap off the cliff and hoping for a net. Right, right. Baby steps. Yeah. Absolutely. And that whole, um, what we were talking about earlier, that just like quieting your mind and listening to your own intuition, because you probably have everything you need right inside if you just give yourself that space. Absolutely. And that support. Absolutely. We're so good at supporting everyone else. How about giving ourselves some support? Right. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Or asking for support. Exactly. That's why it's important to have a tribe. Yes. Well, let's talk about a tribe because, you know, Shebreeze Balance Community, that's all about sisterhood and support and, ha- you know, not only holding space, you know, creating, but holding space for one another that's safe and supportive. What does your, do you have a tribe? Obviously you do, but tell us what purpose that serves for you. Oh, my tribe reminds me of the importance of connection. My tribe reminds me that I am safe and that I am deeply loved and dearly held. My tribe reminds me of the importance of playing and creating joy. Yes. And also reminds me of the importance of integrity, doing what I say I'm gonna do, holding myself accountable. Right. And most of all, my tribe reminds me that I have the ability, that I have all I need, and that my power lies in choosing what feels best for me in my heart, not what my brain thinks I should feel. Exactly. Absolutely. So one of my favorite things to ask our guests is, what do you wish there were either more or less of in the world? Mm. That's a big one. 
That's a big one. I wish there was more compassion and understanding in the world and much less rush to divide and segregate and label. Here, here, right? Mm -hmm. That's what all, all wars are all based on division. Yeah. You're not like I, like, you don't think like I think. You don't look like I look. Right. Yeah. It could be so easy if we could just tear down those walls. <laughs> well, right. when we recognize that we're all the so same. much more from similar than we yeah. are different. We all breathe the same air. Yep. We all we all bleed red blood. I mean, we all can get COVID. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. I thought there would be a little bit more leveling based on that experience for people to understand, you know, wow, we are all facing the same demon at the same time. It felt yeah. like there was leveling for a little while. I think while. so. I think so. And then... It seemed like people just wanted what was familiar, right? Because and that's safe. what's comfortable, exactly. even if it's even if it's something that makes them uncomfortable, right? Well, hopefully, and there was some change that um, resulted from those experiences, and I, I believe that there that there was for a lot of us who just in terms of raising our consciousness around how we can do things a little differently and. Agreed. Agreed. Know. We're getting closer and closer. I believe. I believe it as well. You can feel the energy shifting. Yes. So, um, I guess the most important thing that we should end with today is how can people get in touch with you? How can they schedule oracle card readings with you at the center and or um, sign up to be one of your coaching clients? How do they reach you? I am on Instagram at v dot l b a s s i. I am on Facebook under V Labasi. That's L apostrophe, capital B A S S I, transformational coaching, which is a lot of letters. <laughs> uh, and most simply, people can reach me on my website, which is vlabasi.com. Beautiful. And they can also look you up on the collaborative directory at the um, We Breathe Wellness Center and or She Breathes Balance Community. And they can come see you on Thursday nights. I would love that. Well, I'm so grateful that you spent this time with us today. Thank you for sharing your gifts and your light with our audience and with me. Jen, it has been a true pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. Namaste. Namaste. Until next time, I encourage you to practice high vibes and keep a grateful heart. With love, Jen.